0: Welcome to Vanguard Radio.
1: The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right.
2: Welcome to Goyfire. Fire. We have Byron Jost in the studio tonight, as well as Jane. Byron's going to talk about uh, his run-in with Tom credo Chain is back in the studio tonight after being on a 7,000-mile odyssey distributing the Aryan Alternative 3 across the United States. Jane, I guess we'll let you just take this away. Uh, how about telling our Listeners, uh, where you were, what happened, and uh, what type of reaction you got. I started
3: out and I uh, was able to meet Todd and Baby Cakes, and, uh, who are both posters Todd in Florida, sometimes called Todd the Bomber. Todd's going to distribute 12,000, pardon me, and I had 10,000, so we were all loaded up. He had uh, his 12,000 in his truck, and I had mine and 10,000 in the Buick, and uh, it was all weighted down. They weigh 86 pounds per thousand. So I guess it's equivalent to driving around five uh, six-foot, 240-pound uh, men, something like that. I, I, I'm still a little um, velocified from it all, but it, it's easily one of the best experiences of my life. Let me just jump right to the present, and that is I saw Ron Doggett, who's been an activist far longer than I have. And uh, and uh, Ron said he's thinking about doing this, I guess, nationally. And I'm hoping that, uh, that Alex will... Let us essentially split up the United States into about five sections, five or six, and we can get uh, guys doing this and and roll off with 100,000 TAs. I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) The the more people we get this into their hands, the quicker they can realize uh, the the oppressiveness of the thought control that's present in this uh, decaying society. I really do believe that. And it causes almost a visceral reaction in many people. And yet, contrastingly, others, it's as if you've arrived behind enemy lines with sustenance for them. And this is how it was in Toledo. Now, I wanted to drive right up there because when I heard that uh, the, the gangs had, had been assaulting white kids who were, you know, just walking to school, that, that, that's a little bit much, you know. Yeah, where games. where
2: were you when you heard about that? Did you have a radio or Well,
3: I knew NSN was going up there and there's a lot of people know, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I like Jeff Scoops uh speaking and I like the way these guys stand up there. This is controversial oh. even within CNN, so and and I know that. But these guys say what anyone may they'll get out there in the street and 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 uh
2: Essentially, taught
3: niggers exactly what niggers do to us on MTV and to our people, and, and you know, in all their media, in all their, their rap music, uh, these taunts to Whitey and so forth. And uh, NSM will stand up there and confront them, and of course, they're not going to be there. And uh, anyway, I knew about it a long time ago, I just, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know what would happen. And the problem is, is, is I. Uh, uh, Terry, too long there in Dayton, Ohio, because that was where, if you'll remember, one of our, uh, the, the three blonde uh, murdered w- young women we, we had in our hush crime story. Uh, she was from Dayton, as I recall, generally, Kayla Hurst. And uh, Dayton is a pretty downtrodden city, in my opinion, but I just couldn't find the, the, the best areas to uh, distribute the TAA that I thought would be. I was looking for a university. I did find one, a minor one there. So I got into Toledo and I immediately found a white section. It's a very odd city. If you cross an edge of the periphery of the high rises, you'll cross into the, the Negro section. And what you'll see is very beautiful white architecture and it's just, uh, it's as if one civilization abandoned it and another moved in. It's, that's the only way I could possibly describe it. And uh, I had heard on the radio that they'd been throwing baseball-sized rocks and that was just when I was about 30
2: minutes out of town. So I knew it was bad. So you caught it live coming in yeah. on the freeway.
3: Yeah. And uh, so I just immediately found the white section. And as a matter of fact, there were there were uh, 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 congoloids living on the edges of this and, and within it. and And the further into the white section you got, the less you would see that. Now, look. Uh, a, a lot of VNNers have had the benefit of a real middle class background, and not all of us, but I'd probably say most of us, middle or upper middle class. In other words,
2: we've had access
3: to education and and, and uh, information our entire lives, and not all of these people did. I could tell that, and yet the ages, the the, the looks in their eyes, and, and keep in mind, you know, this is the stuff that most whites in this country. We've been taught, oh, racism, it's the worst, the lowest of the low. And I think they thought I was associated with NSM at least initially. I mean, they would have this look of trepidation and interest and, and, and attraction from like 30 feet away when I just hold up an open copy from my car, and this was not usual anywhere else. So they had been primed by their local media for weeks with this NSM event. You know, they knew it was coming, and and because they were there on the front lines. Uh, being assaulted, and, and I'm sure they're, they're women raped and you know p- p- pounced on by 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 these Negroes for for years, uh, decades. But it's really gotten worse with, with the current popular mindset that, that uh, everything African is, is great. Anyway, they would recognize it from a distance, and they knew it was, and then they'd, they'd be drawn to it as if it was some sort of talisman. It was very uh, otherworldly, almost. You were the just,
2: catalyst at that moment.
3: Yeah, it felt like that. And uh, uh, the the message that was in there, and, and this ran the gum. there was one family that refused it. I, I mean, in the hand-to-hand, I'm not talking about when I tossed it, I'm talking about I would give them a fresh, unfolded copy, just hand it straight out of my automobile if they were pedestrians. And I think I handed out about two dozen that way, and only one family refused it. And... Old women, old men, young, pretty girls, uh, and some of them would come and talk, and they would they would tell me what's going on, and, and one girl said, I'm, I'm the only uh, wife who works here, and she was about 20, and I said, you know, you have to leave here. I said, I was just in uh, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and I said, there's a lot of money in that city. She said, oh, I know my, my uh, parents are from there, and, and then I gave her a copy, and she put it in her hip pocket, folded it up, and she told me some quick anecdotes about she and her boyfriend and, and how they've been pummeled by these people and such. And it was just kind of painful and interesting all at once, but I'm telling all of the VNNers, and, and NSM knows this because they saw it up there too, this is what's coming in the United States and this is what uh, uh, the, the, the emotional payoff in, in just being able to relate in this context, with our own people, is really something. It's just really beneficent for for, for both sides.
2: Being a part of that life and death issue, but yeah. uh, making a change, I guess. Uh,
3: again, as we've all discussed, uh, Alex knows this full well uh, because he's a the master truth propagandist. When truth is presented, this is ex- essentially what Tom Paine did in the sense of liberty. A lot, you know, I'm a f- aficionado of the Revolutionary War, as m- most of the people know. Who uh, post on VNN and Tom Paine started this with Common Sense, and it was a pamphlet. And this is essentially the modern day equivalent of that. Of course, it's 16 pages, mm-hmm. and it's an old medium. It goes back to Gutenberg. The, 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 the telling of truth is something that really can't be gained or stopped anywhere. It's just a liberating uh, experience, and, and, and they know this. The whole process is just. Uh, it's fantastic to be a part of it, and uh, it's so interesting to see the different reactions of, of people. For instance, let, let me just tell you another anecdote to, to tell, tell you an example. I was in the uh, southern Alabama, and I was actually kind of looking at some real estate, and I talked to the owner. You know, I was taking a little break there, and I went to the beaches and such, and, and I like that beach areas. Uh, anyway, um, so I was in there at night, uh, re looking at a, at a little property, and uh, you know, they're pretty cheap down there. And the police, they had had some burglaries in the area, so they actually pulled me over. And I said, "Look, you know, I talked to the owner today, and, and actually made her an offer on this." And so uh, he said, uh, "Well, uh, you smell like marijuana to me." And I said, "Look, <laughs> he's a real dignified, good-looking white cop, you know, a big, uh, just a prototypical Aryan guy, and uh, about six-two. And he was the captain, as it turned out. I didn't realize that at first, but they, they came, and six or eight, ten cops came, called him a captain." And I said, "Look, I'm a little rank because I've been driving on this Odyssey, and, and you know, I'm showering at the pilot truck stops. I've had two showers in five days or something, because this is more important." And I said, "I'm so I apologize if I'm a little rank." And uh anyway, so one of the lower cops he pulls out a big, huge stack of them, you know, about 160 bound, you know, about six inches deep, as if he'd really found the most. <laughs>
4: You got chain. You got that long hair still.
3: Yeah, I do have that, I don't, I don't tie it back. But so but he, so, he so so you're so,
4: one of those hippies, huh? Uh
3: well, like I told the cop, I said, well, you know, come on, uh, this is new. This is all that's on TV. I mean, you know, it's not as if it's uh, outlandish these days. And then the the cop at one point he was telling me stuff like, well, we're really just looking for crystal meth. We don't really care about marijuana, as if I'm supposed to say at that point, oh yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and, and they were frustrated. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, I did just buy this car from a 16-year-old kid. So anyway, then they they said we're going to bring the dog. So they brought the dog, Labrador, and the dog goes all around. And then finally, the the, the dog sits by my door, real quietly, by my front door. And then pretty soon, I see a rubber ball coming from the other side of the car. The cop tossed him a rubber ball. See, that was before the search. So, anyway. Uh, so somehow the dog got it wrong. Then they pull out a little thing of sand I got in Gulf Shores, Alabama, the one cop, the same one who found the, the Aryan Alternatives. And he gives that to the captain, you know, just like a little toady. It's very funny. Yeah. And and, I, and he says, what's this? And I said, that's sand from Gulf Shores. I said, I thought it was so interesting because it's so much more fine than sand from Hawaii. <laughs> and I was laughing, and even the captain starts laughing. He says, it sure looks like it. <laughs> and, uh, but, but but here's the punchline to the story, see. Finally, the captain, I'd been making remarks to him about, you know, about the demographics of crime before they even found the Aryan alternatives. And, uh, and he'd been listening. They were even laughing when I talked about Liberia and, uh, uh the $900 per capita income and 2,000 cell phones. And, uh, we know that from this that the lingering effects of slavery last at least 147 years. And, you know, and the guys were in stitches from that. So uh, even the captain, you see. So then, when he finds the aerial alternative and the captain looks at it, and then I open it up and I show my house cards and I said, you see, that's me, because by that time they'd seen my registration and everything. And then it was like a light dawned on in his eyes. And, and here's the interesting part. It was as if suddenly I went from culprit to hero <laughs> with the captain. And then the captain immediately pulls me over and he goes, I see now. He says that. He said, come over here. And so here's me in the captain. See, And all the time before, you know, he'd been really aggressive to me. And he says, listen, we had one of our guys. This just happened. It turns out, I found out later, it happened a year ago. But one, and one of their guys was the assistant police chief who's a nigger. So this guy's dad uh, was belligerent and causing some trouble, so the cops showed up. So they hauled him off in the police cruiser, right? Now, keep in mind, this is the assistant police chief's dad of this town. Now, so he's kicking out the back, uh, you know, the the bulletproof partition, right, trying to kick it out all the way to the police station. So then when the the arresting officer gets him out of the car, this nigger grabs the cop's taser gun and shoots the cop with a taser gun. So the cop's down, you know, with 50 or 100,000 volts, whatever it is. Then he's standing over him with the cop, you know, how dare you arrest a, a, a black man, I suppose. So then another cop wheels up and spots this and shoots the taser, uh, uh, taser nigger dead. So what happens? They've had a year of the FBI, the NAACP, their lawsuits pending, on and on and on. And, and uh, that, uh, that's the story. And this is the assistant police chief's father. Why, why? Why doesn't anyone say, you know what, my dad was wrong. He had no business acting like that. That's just not acceptable. Behavior when you're arrested. But, uh, no, the FBI, hmm. he says the FBI's been down there uh, ever since then. He said the, the whole thing just won't go away. Hmm. And so there were quadroons searching my car, you know, so that's why he pulled me over to tell me that. What
4: was the initial impetus that led them to, uh, search you or to
3: question you? Well, again, I was looking for, for this real estate, and, and, uh, there were a couple of ways to drive into it, so I thought, well, I'll look at night and see what it looks like, you know. You know, you know, you want to see things in day and the night and see, and, and I thought, uh, you know, I'll look around and see what it feels like because you, know, you imagine you're going to be in a, a, an area and look around and uh, you know just orient yourself. Hmm. And again, uh, the owner, in fact, uh, I just called the owner the other day and made another offer. So the point is, you know, I, I had business there. She knew I was there and everything else, and I told them that. I I don't really mind them stopping. In fact, it all turned out to be an interesting experience. But uh, that's just one example. In in terms of uh, throwing it on lawns and and houses, it's real refreshing. I'd really recommend it to anybody. And I know we have, going forward, we have listeners, and uh, they seem to be increasing. When you participate in this, just liken it in your mind's eye, in your in your belief system. We're doing what Thomas Paine, the Sons of Liberty, and James Otis, and Dr. Joseph Warren did. And it's really precious and important activity and and, and, uh, consciousness-raising work to do uh, for our people. And and it's uh, part and parcel of who we are as Aryans. So just people should just start doing it. In fact, I've given it to people and said, listen, don't believe the lies that this is illegal. Because it's it's become obvious to me that a lot of people believe either this is illegal or it should be illegal. And, And that's preposterous. It really makes me angry just thinking about it.
2: You know. Right. Well, we've gotten to the point where any type of riling of the the blacks is viewed as endangering uh, the white community, and therefore they want to make that uh, illegal, or at least in their minds, that's an activity which is uh, what should be illegal.
3: Endangering the white community. Right.
2: They they think that black rage will be stoked. By such statements, and that they will then murder or injure or more whites.
3: Hmm. I don't. I don't think they seem to care much about uh I don't even think they recognize the white community. But but but, but uh, they 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 really take offense. That for instance, I, as soon as this goy fire is over, I'm going to get in my car and go to D.C. and stand in the. Uh, the, the line with um for Rosa Parks at the Rotunda Aegis, and and uh we'll see how tolerant they are you know I expect I will probably have to contact VNN because my eyes are so poor so you guys I, I can't see to get out of this city because my glasses have been busted you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: but uh I don't think they're going to be too damn tolerant when I when I present the facts of uh, Rosa Parks's communist background training and 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 the, and the DOJ's crime
2: stats and so forth We'll well, I wish see. we
4: had someone to tape that. That
3: yeah, that'd be a very interesting thing. Well, I'll yeah, take my little cameras, yeah.
2: Well, now <laughs> really Alex, a, when when Chain was uh, on the road, uh, you were getting up to five calls I, a day. Uh, is, is that correct? I well, yeah, hold on. I I
4: didn't. I had uh, five calls one day, and then I had a couple another day. Um, and I know Rounder's taking some calls also. So yeah, the the word gets out there, and and. Uh, okay. Some of you probably saw rounder's uh, stunt of going down, and we had a guy down in Rogers, Arkansas, threaten that if they caught whoever was distributing this paper, they were going to throw him in jail. And so he called their bluff and went down there and went into the uh, station and said, go ahead, arrest me, I'm the guy who put it out. If you don't arrest me, I'm going to put out hundreds more. And they ban and
3: arresteding for abrogation of his, uh, is that the word for for is a uh, First Amendment right so to
4: speak. Well, they, they want to they they always want to claim that they want to imply or claim that this material is somehow illegal even though yes. it isn't and they want to you know, they make a big bluster about oh littering or harassing people and the, the media usually comply with them and using the ADL's term targeting you're targeting minority. first of all you can target whoever the hell you want with with, with publications, I mean, there's that's completely different in degree and kind from a uh, from any kind of actual legal harassment. We can. Well, the, the specialized publications—that's
3: exactly what they do. Target, you know, they target young teenage girls. They target MTV sure. watchers. They, that's exactly what mean, uh, well, you know, demographic yeah. uh, media is.
4: As as always, the Jews do what they accuse us of doing, and, and that's just a standard Jewish practice. So we can distribute this paper wherever and whenever we feel like it. The only thing, the, the rule that we obey is we don't put it in mailboxes. That that doesn't stop them from lying that we do, as we saw when I distributed up in uh, uh, Des Moines, or was that, uh, yeah, Des Moines. In Iowa, they, yeah. They, they they printed a letter from a woman who claimed I stuck in the mailbox, and then they didn't print my letter to their editor saying that I did not do that. None of us do that. We know that's illegal, but that's the media for you. They're a bunch of punks. But a round, rounder completely called their bluff, and I hope we'll have them on here another week to talk about that. But but, chain, yeah, your idea of uh, dividing the U.S. into districts and people uh, take care of them is a, is a solid idea. And then within those districts have, you know, people put them out in particular local areas but have at least one person in, say, five or six uh, mm-hmm. or some of the major cities. Yeah, yeah. We could do, I'd love to do that.
3: We we can do it, and I'll tell you, I had a 2.4 liter, which gets 33 miles a gallon on the highway, and then I changed the oil twice, and, uh, it was, it was, and I ate at Wendy's and Burger King, you know, that's all I wanted uh-huh. and a uh, little canned food but so the gas is about 800 but well, what i'm saying is i'm just mentioning that so that everybody gets an idea of what's involved now you have to have a vehicle that won't it's not going to break down uh-huh. uh, i'd recommend a 1.0 liter if we could you know, acquire a few of those and uh and uh in, in these uh, ultra rich subdivisions uh, i know the Buick uh, kind of barely scraped by but it looked not out of place let's put it that way because it's pretty bright and I was astounded uh, uh, at, the, at the poor level of uh, so-called security that these ultra-rich people have. I mean, I'm sure i got uh, many pictures on infrared cameras, but what I mean is in terms of cruising police, you know, they, they give this impression that uh, if, if the regular classes uh, broach their their, their, their boundaries, uh, you're going to be uh, incarcerated. No, it's not like that at all. You know, it's uh-huh. just a bunch of hooey.
4: Had you been over a lot of this ground before, or was this all new to no.
3: the U.S.? No, you? when I get to town, I would often tell. I, I, I'd pull in a, a gas station or something, and sometimes it'd take two or three because some of the clerks aren't overly bright. But I'd say, look, I want to uh, look at some McMansions and see where the rich people live and maybe take some photographs and such. Yeah. And I, I did take a few. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, but And they'd give me directions. They'd go down here, take exit number 22, and then uh, go right on this road two miles, and then go what? left. Okay.
4: Chain, why don't you describe just briefly your like every stop that you hit on this particular
3: trip? I can do that, Alex. But you know, I I ramble. But I'll uh, I'll do it in some extent. Let me see. There was Toledo. One down to
4: the, like the big yeah. Okay, so okay. First
3: was Atlanta. Now I've read in Atlanta. I think it was way back. When, not way back. It's, it seems like in our movement now. It's been like four years ago, five years ago when the NA was uh, distributing pretty heavily down there.
4: Well, remember and, Chester Dole's down there, and he had dozens uh-huh. of people. Was that Delanaga? I think they pronounce it.
3: Georgia? Well, you know more about Chester because you guys were especially and was working with him heavily at that time. I mean,
4: well, we, we we raised funds to defend him. I didn't. I really didn't know him or, or yeah. know what he had. But my understanding was he was NA's number one activist, and he had dozens of people coming, dozens to hundreds of people come into his meetings, and was starting to right. have some influence, even with the local cops. And that's part right. of why they set him up.
3: Yeah, and not only that, but, but 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 of course Atlanta's the head of uh, CNN. So you can imagine, for instance, these subdivisions I went to. And when I tell you, the, the architecture you can't imagine. Well, you could imagine, but I mean, unless you go there and see this day after day, it's, it's astounding the level of, I think it's 1% of the people in this country control, what is it, 50% of the wealth, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've forgotten the precise stat, but it's at least 50. But what I'm saying is, uh, these people have a great deal of influence and power, and uh, they are the elites in our society, and, and they share in common with us that they're very bright. And a certain number of them see things to one degree or the other as we do. Uh-huh. And it's only a matter of time before people, such as uh, Mel Gibson and his dad and others, uh, you know, they know how to move money, uh, Alex. They can do it very quietly, they can do it anonymously. It doesn't have to be a great deal. For instance, that's why I mentioned that $800 sum. That's the cost of the TAAs. You see what can be done with very little.
4: I mean, you've done an incredible example to others in terms of putting the, this paper out and generating action, and this is what it's going to take. What I want to say to further what Chain says is that you rich people who are putting money in the conservatives and the Republicans, man, kiss it goodbye. They are your enemies. They are supporting the little brown folks and the George P. Bush and the, you know, the La Raza. You know, they're, we are on your side. We're on the side of the whites. We want. The, we are the only people who preserve a context in which you can amass and keep private property. The fucking. You got to, I'm glad you're saying that, that, Alex. Steal it um, from you,
3: yeah. All that, have their support in the little Ros and all that, and it's not only that. It's just the, the, the continual assault on 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 white uh, prosperity. When I say prosperity, I mean there there are prospects for. Their kids to get into colleges and and, and to not be uh, you know constantly psychically and physically assaulted. It just goes, it's never ending. And you know when you drive through these places, Alex, you see all these little uh, beautiful. Uh, I don't want to sound too off offbeat, but I mean, they remind me of my of my family when I was young. You know, my sister, and my brothers, just they're just beautiful. You know, white kids. Why, why are they beautiful? Because they're my people, and they look as I do, and I can relate to it. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's just how it is. And, and I was amazed when you see how the some of them are. They're often these isolated. Uh, uh, yeah, they have a real privileged existence. A lot of these uh, well-off kids, but they don't stare and glare at you hostily. You know, as you see minorities. Too, white, minority yeah, yeah, Craig, we white nationalists. Uh, you know,
4: people who are rich are generally, as opposed to what the left said, they earned it. Okay, yeah. they they yeah. earned those that wealth. And my point is that when you have Jews controlling the country and they're letting in the Mexicans and they're loosing the niggers through what they call civil rights. Okay, mm-hmm. those people are going to steal money from you, literally, literally and directly and indirectly through so, socialized uh, uh, programs that even the Republicans support. Because when the mass, as the mass becomes brown. All brown people understand is, vote for me and I will give you money from the, from the government. Well, the government mm-hmm. doesn't make money. Money comes from private people. The government steals it from them and fences it to these fucking minorities in exchange for votes. Fences is a good word. Government. That's a good word. Yeah. There's, there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. And, and that's democracy and that's how it's going to be. It's going to be two brown-leaning socialist parties. We whites have something different. If you have a white racial context, it's better for anybody who wants to keep and own property, as well as it's just, as Craig said, you know, you're free of the psychic assault when you live in a place where it's okay to be white.
3: All the inner should be aware of this. Now, there's some of the people who literally rule America reading our board every day. And uh, it's kind of exciting to me. You know, it's not that I want to kowtow to them, it's not exactly that. But they can do their part, and we want them to. I want them to. We encourage uh, them to, yes. Yeah. Yes.
4: Get involved. And, and, there's any levels you can get involved. You can do what chain's doing. You can run for office. You can write for us. You can contribute money so that we can carry on stuff like this, like goy Fire, put goy Fire on, get the paper out there, keep the website running in the, the face of DOS attacks and the, the other just general asshole maneuvers.
3: And, and, and here's another thing, Alex, I want to say about the, the, this prospect for white families, no matter their classes, but, but especially the, the upper middle class and, and wealthy people should be aware of this. Listen, young white girls, and I went to school with them when I was there contemporary age-wise, and I I converse with them now. Uh, I'm interested in what they're about, and I'm telling you, they're assaulted. They're culturally assaulted, and they're not intellectually complete enough. Their brains are not and their life experiences to fight this thing off when they get isolated in a university environment. And it's we 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 saw that with that uh, little redheaded genius in Alabama. What was her name? Oh, uh, 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 Brit Brit was it? Britney Banister Brit- uh, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Uh, she got gang raped by, by by the by the nigger football squad and the nigger basketball squad. And uh, yeah, that's right. If you think if you guys who 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 are my age and a little bit younger, your daughters are not going to be exposed to this. You're wrong. And, and they're coming
4: into a situation where the, the niggers are every possible psychic avenue is taken to, to tell you that, that niggers are your, your superiors, not your equals. Mm-hmm. Teacher- and you know how the
3: young people, especially the, the, their peers, their psychologists know all this, it's taught in psych too, that peer groups are inordinately important to them. So then when they get isolated in the university, no matter almost any school in the country, uh, it's probably not like that in some top European schools, at least in the continent, uh, they're exposed to these dangerous people and these concepts, and over in 150 blacks has AIDS, and it's just not culturally enlightening. It's not going to help your, your, your child, your daughter especially. They're extremely vulnerable.
2: The overriding message that, uh, let's say, wealthy white Americans uh, can identify with is sustainability. And uh, we're basically a political movement that is interested in the sustainability of the white race and its cultural fruits and its protection and its uh, growth and healthy expansion. And right now we have a pol- political situation that is diametrically opposed to white interests and white safety and white prosperity.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bill Clinton in, uh, in his presidency gave a speech in Oregon in which he said that in the year 2050, these are U.S. Census figures, that whites will become a minority in this country. And Higdrasil, John Gardner, who, by the way, has taken a particular interest in uh, in a particular VNN project. I won't get any more specific than that. I hope I'm not too out there to have said that. But uh, Higdrasil has said that uh, he's a kind of a philosopher of the movement, as uh, as, uh, Professor Kevin MacDonald is. And he has said... uh, that when these minority interests become such, he he's just delineated what occurs, what mass cultural strategies are. And he says, when the minority, when, when the lower classes of the minority realize that they can just essentially do what they want, well, the game's very near its uh, in, end game. So when the allied minorities begin to dictate to whites or say, This is how it is, you're now a minority white people as we are. However, then the complaint will be, you're still the biggest minority. And think how that's going to be.
4: And they'll say, you're still the wealthiest minority. And right. they will use all these years of indoctrination that the white man is the problem. And like I've said, the college-educated ones are the worst because they've been taught a bunch of lies, that white people are responsible for their degraded condition rather than their own behavior and character. Uh-huh. And, 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 and by the way,
3: that's, that, that's a slice and dice of, of, of the Karl Marx, uh, uh Jewish communist system, you know, where they turn uh, uh, cultural envy into racial envy you know yeah
4: it's it's all it's all all marxist derived I mean, the whole multiculturalism thing is just just a different shade of of marxism and we're responsible for that well that doesn't go away i mean when and when those people gain power and they have those ideas they will carry them out and it happened in haiti 200 years ago where blacks power over whites they kill them off they dispossess them they're too dumb to see that it would be in their advantage to leave us alive they're they're Hatred for us and they're just the natural desire to get rid of the outsider will uh, lead them to kill us. And the, the Jews have facilitated all this. Like we said, the black is the symptom and the Jew is the disease. And fire is all about dealing with the Jew. And we right, reach people. Is, yes, we talk to them about hush crimes and we tell them the details of what niggers are doing to their daughters and their communities. But we always back it up with the deeper understanding of These are the people who control the law schools who write these bogus laws and make these bogus decisions that loose these horrible criminals in your community.
3: Alex, let me tell you, uh, you asked about specific cities. Uh, I don't know if I can get them off chronologically, but something ties in with that, and that is I noticed some public universities, and talk about decrepit. Uh, One of them was, I think, in Elizabeth, was it Elizabeth City uh, in North Mm -hmm. Carolina, which is up there on the water in eastern North Carolina, northeastern, just below Virginia Beach. And... uh, Essentially, this is a public school, and I know there's several like this. And, and what's happened is, although it's a state school, the whites are just, they don't go there. And wherever these places are, they, they, they look dangerous, they look hostile. Uh, the, the people stare at you with, with no shyness about the fact of, what the fuck are you doing here?
4: Well, I guess Eastern North Carolina is pretty well niggerified, isn't it? Oh, it's awful, and,
3: and uh, northern, uh, northern, and that whole strip. I took, I believe, Highway 158, and and, and wherever this is. As a matter of fact, in, in Alabama, this Alabama Nikki, uh, mammy uh, state trooper pulled me over, and why I didn't dim my lights, and then she <laughs> gave me a ticket for that. And, and you know why not just. Do it? A normal person would just say, oh, you know, bright in there is to remind you, oh, hey, you got your brights on me, you know. But now she goes,
0: you ran me off the road.
3: <laughs> I said, ma'am, in fact, stand, I know Stan's Listen, I've got that on MP3, Stan. Then she tells me, keep your hand on the steering wheel. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. i got my hand on my gun. <laughs> I said, ma'am, you told me I must get my my registration, and I told you the key is in my pocket. I am reaching in my pocket, as I've already told you to get the key to open the glove
2: box, ma'am. She says, "Well, I got my hand on my gun." Hey, that's how one of her uh, compatriots got blasted in that Atlanta shooting. But 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 this is how this is how it
3: is, and it's going to be. I mean, it's just natural that the, they don't understand our race, and we don't understand theirs, and it's i have been away from blacks for so many years. Uh, just interacting with them is very unpleasant. You know, they're often in a bad mood, and uh, or they try to make you feel as if they're in a bad mood, and it's not pleasant at all. Yeah. And I can see why a lot of people in this country are graded by by uh, what we're constantly told by media.
2: Yeah. Well, Byron, uh, before we get too far afield, uh, Byron is in the studio, and uh, he has some. Extra news uh, regarding uh, Tancredo uh, and and his efforts to censor line in the sand. Uh, Byron. Yeah. Uh, I understand you got some type of court document. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, ba- basically, what I got was a uh, mm-hmm. uh, a threatening letter from uh, the House Council. Saying that uh Tom Tancredo doesn't like the movie and he wants his image removed and you know citing uh invasion of privacy tort laws and you know it it's total nonsense it's uh it, it's it's a poor attempt at intimidation
2: now was this sent was this sent by certified mail um, yeah it was sent certified mail and the letterhead u s House of representatives
0: uh, you can go and look at the letter for yourself. It's on my website. If you go to www.OctoberSunFilms.com, Octobersunfilms. Com, I put up a new page called Intimidation, and if you click on that page, uh, you can view the letter for yourself. So, so
3: when, when one of the major networks makes a story about Ted Kennedy at Chappaquiddick, and they use some film of his press conference, do they get these kind of letters, or
0: what? No, I'm I'm a little guy, and basically, it's just uh it's it's Tancredo. Basically, grandstanding. Uh, this, this letter is no doubt a response to the congressional mailing that uh, Yggdrasil and I did earlier this month. Yggdrasil at Stormfront, and uh, we we sent copies of the line in the sand to 205 congressmen. So there's no doubt that a bunch of his buddies got this, and and uh, the movie's circulating on Capitol Hill, and uh, I think he's uh, I think he's a little bit nervous. Uh, because because of Professor McDonald and Alex,
4: let let, let me read this off here. He says uh, this is yeah, it's clearly an attempt to intimidate. But he says, dear Mister Joseph, I write on behalf of the honorable Tom Tancredo. Blah blah blah. He's the rep for Colorado Sixth District. It's come to our attention that you've used video clips of the congressman in a film you directed and produced entitled "The Line in the Sand," which is being sold and distributed through October Sun Films. Your use of the video clips of Congressman Tancredo appears intended to suggest that the congressman endorses the contents or message of your film. Congressman Tanker does not, in fact, endorse the content or message of your film, nor is he authorized nor consented to your use of video clips in this film. You should be aware that your actions may violate tort laws. Now, let me say, this is just bullshit. First of all, the stuff in the film, the fact that you appear in a documentary uh, does not you endorse it. And second of all, he, the, the clips, Byron, correct me if I'm wrong, were taken from a public press conference so so this guy is full of shit. I mean, you want to speak at a public press conference about a direct topic of, of interest to a documentary, and they shoot you. There's nothing
3: wrong with that. And, well, uh, yeah,
0: it, it's in, uh, you know, uh, he's a public figure. <clears throat> Speaking it, at a public press conference, uh, discussing public policy, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. You know, invasion of privacy is what they're uh, citing in this letter. Yeah. Uh, invasion of privacy tort laws, which in, in this case uh, do not apply.
4: And let me say here, what Tancredo is doing, in my opinion, is trying to distance himself from charges of racism. Now, already Bush and Rove will not appear with Tancredo because he's on of letting all the Mexicans in. So they're already afraid of him. He he's, himself is afraid of appearing racist and, of course, will, will argue against illegal immigration, but only from economic or legal grounds. Well, VNN has always said and continues to maintain because it is correct is that you argue from your strong point. Our strong point is we don't want Mexicans here because they're fucking Mexicans. Want there's a regular
3: here. totem pole of racists they have, huh? <laughs> X won't appear with Y, and Y won't appear with Z, and and there's VNN at that
0: at the apex. Well, you know, you know what's funny? I mean, uh, about all this stuff is well, when I was at the anti-illegal immigration summit in uh, Las Vegas, the you know, footage from that is also in the movie where you have Mexicans shouting, uh, uh, go back to Europe, Nigger's going to take you back to Europe. And uh, what, what's not in the film, though, is that a contingent of Nation of Islam, a small contingent of Nation of Islam, showed up to actually show solidarity with the Mexicans against, uh, against white people, essentially white America. And and meanwhile, inside this meeting, because I was going back and forth uh, um, from out front to to inside, and then inside, you know, you have these, uh, you know, patriotards, uh, you know, going off that Oh, you know, we we need more non-white people in here. We're starting to look racist. And meanwhile, there's this extremely racist (laughs) demonstration going on outside. And then the people inside are are just, you know, definitely afraid to stand up for themselves, uh, you know, on, on a group level.
4: Yeah, our people have to combat the insanity of pretending that you can survive as an individual in a hostile world where wait, races wage war is nutty. No, let's let's come on into the become white. You know? Yeah. Let's fight for our rights. Of course we'll preserve your individual rights, but in a white context, which is the only thing that can preserve them.
0: Well well you know what? And and all the all the uh all these non-whites—they're not going to jump on the uh, on the patriot bandwagon. I mean, they don't—they don't, they don't care about Thomas Jefferson or you know George Washington, founding fathers, Constitution, and all that kind of stuff. They, it, yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything to them. They and and, and these patriots are, are are stupid or naive or cynical. You know, if they think that that they're going to attract a, a lot of non-whites to to their movement,
2: that's the disease of universalism. They actually think that these ideas are so universal that they apply to everyone and everyone can see their inherent superiority.
4: And and that's what uh, these Catholic intellectuals like Wood claim, that Catholicism is, is the West, you know, and we're the first ones to to create universalism. Well, that's nothing to be proud of. Universalism is highly defective. I mean, a nigger can't understand individual rights, A nigger understands watermelons and fried chicken and, and white pussy. They, they can't grasp any sort of fucking abstraction like I shouldn't steal from my neighbor because it's wrong. I mean, we are at a higher level than they are. And to mix them, they're, they're simply incompatible and irreconcilable. Nature has drawn indelible lines of distinction between them, as, as a wise man once said. All we are doing is repeating the words of the founders, and, and we're repeating their racial attitudes, and we're saying, we've got to have a white context. You know, individualism has led to the situation that we're in now, so... What, what about our group's interests? Okay, the, the rights of the, the, the one in a, a thousand black men who can understand what I'm talking about. I don't care about his rights. I'm worried about the threat posed by the 999. And Pat Buchanan right. and weaklings like him, system-approved uh, <laughs> opponents of the system, uh, may claim that that makes me immoral and evil, but I say that his failure to, to, to come to our side just shows that he's a weakling.
2: Right. Well, group, group rights and group benefits require group infrastructure and uh, if you don't recognize that fact you're going to be constantly working against your better interests
4: and, and well, he, he, that's why they, the Jews work so hard to prevent the rise of any group consciousness among whites by stigmatizing it as hatred and ostracizing the people who express its attitudes but you know what I'm not afraid of them Chain's not afraid of them Aegis isn't afraid of them Byron isn't afraid of them you know who's afraid of them the fucking weaklings like Tancredo They're on the way That's That's why those people are dying off. They're fucking ineffectuals. It's coming through us. It ain't coming, folks.
3: And Jews will will also say that whites' uh, general level of economic power is their uh, representation, and that's a canard. That's not true at all. Because uh, Professor McDonald said it in your movie, Byron. He said when when, uh, whites uh, try to organize, we're the only group. No, 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 you may not do that.
4: And I just want to step in here how proud I am to be associated with all the people on this show. And I love what is, what is becoming of VNN of, of and how we're developing and growing forward. I hope you people hear that pride in my voice. And I want more of you to get on board and join. And if, if that's supporting with money or whatever, money's great, balls is even better. But we've got to do something about this. And we are the only effective vehicle for change. We're white people. We're going to have a white nation. Okay, I don't care what Levy says about that, or these fucking kikes of ADL. I don't care what the Foxmen say. That's what we're going to fucking do is have our white nation, all right? Yeah. No Republicans or Pat Buchanan, childless, barren whining. That stuff doesn't work. I don't want to live in Mexico. That's why I want to fucking border.
3: It's an historical battle. It may go on 50 years. It may go on more. But uh, it'll be written about in the history. If you get it now on the ground floor, then you're making the history. We
4: are people who will not back down on what we say. The patriotards every single time will back down because they're, they're nothing but marketers. We are the real opposition. We are the real thing. Don't put your money, your time, your hopes into the Republican Party. Put them into us. Put them into VNN. Put them into Chain and, and Aegis and Byron making films, making media, putting, putting this stuff out all over the country. We are where it's happening. Okay, here's the, here's the opposition Bush and Rove. Rove going up to someone at a party. I know why you're against Bush's immigration policy. You just don't like the little brown people. Yeah, you got it, buddy. But of course, I'm sure that that did what he intended and caused the congressman like Tancredo here to shrink away in fear. Oh my God, I'm
0: going to be called a racist. One thing these patriots don't seem to understand is that when they come out and uh, speak out against uh, white people and white interests, Really, they're only shooting themselves in the foot and alienating a lot of potential support.
4: They're showing weakness, Byron, is what it is. It doesn't attract them any support from minorities, and it just makes whites who you know the real score laugh at them. And then it leaves the people in the middle just confused as ever about where the real leadership lies. Let me tell you, we're it. We're leading. We're developing. <clears throat> we're not there yet. You know, but we've steadily grown our media. We've steadily grown our appeal. We've steadily refined our message. We know exactly what we're saying. They're Jews. They are our ultimate enemy. They have sick these minorities on us, these minorities who are the 92% majority if you look at the globe. We are the minority. We are the aggrieved and oppressed minority. And we are going to liberate ourselves through our own actions and fighting back and refusing to take bullshit from the Jews. Refusing and if having
3: their own country is good enough for the Jews of Israel, why not for us? Well, you know, Where's the disconnect there, white people?
4: In America, we're not going to be run off of our own territory by a bunch of Jews. And they may control the top slots right now. They may control the top media, but we're burbling up from underneath. And we're going to fry them in our, in our hot oil pan.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what, what it could be more of an honor than to be condemned for standing up for your own race, for <laughs> your own people?
4: Which really is just standing up for your own family and your own kin and your own neighborhood and your own kind of people. Like, like I said, I want to live in a white, middle-class society where I don't have to lock the door and where I can deal with people and develop arts and sciences or whatever direction I want to go without feeling constantly under psychic and physical assault from monkey people. That's not unreasonable. And I don't care if it were unreasonable. It's, it's what I want. And I'm not Alex, let, let,
3: let me say something here. You know, a lot of people don't understand our usage of these, these terms and so forth. Listen. It would be so much more humane if all the institutions in our culture would recognize that the lies of Franz Boas, that there are no racial differences in the world. If we could all accept and begin to scientifically examine these differences, then we could separate ourselves out for our comfort level and the whites who want to remain mixed with them you know, could have a nice life. But it's far more humane to say, Oh, yes, so blacks are great at basketball. They're great jumpers. Everyone knows that. That's great for them. You know, what is wrong with that? But it does not mean that you want to interact with them on the with their unpleasantness and, and their their envy and so forth on a day-to-day level. In other words, it's far more humane to sift people out according to their natural differences and let them enjoy their own culture and their own race.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's a true humaneness, and it's not yet recognized. Of course, Jews, uh, it's a good, great for them, and everyone must acknowledge their right to do that, and, and yeah. that should be fully lauded. No no one should dare gainsay that for them. Well, that's Jews are called nation wreckers and have been historically because that's what they
4: do. They wreck nations. How do you wreck a nation? Well, you replace its people. You brainwash the people that are there, and you let in new people, and you feed them a bogus narrative of their history and all of a sudden they don't know who they are anymore. It's very confused it's like being hit by a successive waves. If you've ever been in the ocean, you know how even in a calm surf a wave can easily knock you silly. Well there's wave after wave after wave, media wave crashing into the American people's heads and no matter where they turn, they turn to school, they turn to, to radio, they turn to their commentators. They don't know which way is up after a while. Literary and
3: cultural myth and, and yeah, cinematic I mean, myth. Man. Where their
4: orientation Okay, because, and this is what attracted me to Pierce back when I first read his writings. He doesn't change from year to year. He says the same thing in the 60s. He's saying in the, in the aughts, the, the 2000s, you know, that, look, we are whites. This is our enemy, the Jews. This is what they're doing to us. His message doesn't change. The conservatives are just liberals plus time.
0: Yeah. And more and
4: more people are coming to see us. They're coming over to our side. I see it through all the avenues that people communicate with me. And it's thanks to actions like Chains and Byron's getting word out there, talking about what's going on. That we're saying, hey, well, our case is unimpeachable. No one, no one can argue against it.
3: I mean, and it's worldwide too. It's not just in this country. Uh, all you listeners, especially the newer listeners, it's not just this country. This is worldwide. It's going on in Germany, Sweden, Norway, even Iceland. Certainly in the UK. So, so it's very exciting to be a part of it.
4: Australia too, and Canada. All yeah.
3: the uh, yeah. uh, New Zealand
4: now have speech control laws, and we are the one. The one place where we still have the First Amendment and that's why we are so aggressive in its use and we'll not back down at all and we'll push
3: for extensions of it. They're and also being plagued, plagued by immigration Asians. though too which leftist communists uh, constantly kvetch for.
4: Yeah, like they used to have a white Australia policy and then that was thrown out. Now it's a yellow Australia policy. Let in all, all the Asians.
3: You know, and isn't that a good policy when you have a billion people just north of you? That, uh, that's certainly a wise policy. Yeah,
2: It is folly for, folly for uh, people to forget the importance of their political institutions and their political culture. And uh, we have to, to re-engage, even if that means short-term detriments uh, to our, our physical safety even if, and, and, and wealth and whatnot, because we need to secure the long-term benefits of a white nation.
4: Yeah, exactly right. It can't be argued against. The first step is raising the consciousness of ourselves as a distinct wow. people. And this consciousness, believe me, is brought home when you live in any kind of a minority area that you ain't them and they ain't you. There's something different. There's something you don't want any part of. They're nasty. We need to protect ourselves.
0: And plus, you know, all all the freedoms uh, that we have and that we've had in the past can really only exist in the context of a white society. Um, You know, we can have fairly liberal laws and, and, uh, and a lot of freedom, but that only really works within a white context.
4: That's right. I mean, you don't see any freedom of speech in Africa. You don't see any freedom of speech in Asia.
3: I'll tell you, even the Japanese uh, uh, appreciate the value of having their own culture uh, homogeneous. They have a couple of hundred thousand Koreans, and that's it. And they they complain about them constantly. And uh, uh, at least they create something, which is uh, more than many cultures do. But at the same time, they have the wiseness to keep their country and their place for themselves. Exactly. And you know what? A lot of us use their products. Video. I know Byron does, and that's great. No problem. You know, Japan. maybe some people in the future want to watch black basketball games. I don't know.
4: Japan is extremely safe, extremely homogenous, and there's no Christianity there. So you Christians need to think about that. When you have the race, you have people who are more or less alike that they can get along. And if they don't get along well, then they separate a little bit, right? But maybe you don't like a certain type of white people well. You don't have to live around them, but at least you're not physically threatened by them or, or psychically assaulted. When you look at the crime rates, you can, you, you can see that, you know, whites in these colors just cannot get along.
3: Well, let me ask you this, Alex. Then why is it that so many white Christians, they actually think like this, that they're morally superior. I've had this argument with them. Uh, the, the reason i will say that China and Japan will not accept uh, immigrants, for example, from the West, uh, you know, inundate themselves with millions of immigrants from the West they say, well, they're just not morally at our level yet, but it'll happen.
0: That's what they actually say. You actually have Jews in Japan agitating for Japan to open their borders,
2: which oh, is absolutely
0: remarkable. You don't hear about that all that much, but it is happening.
4: And, and you'll see them written about in the Washington Post, and exactly that they they don't like any they don't want any standing example that disproves their theories. Diversity is great. Well, what what's so fucking great about it? You know what's diversity? These niggers and Mexicans. What's great about them? If Mexicans, hot, hot food.
3: <laughs>
4: you know what, what? What part of the the Africans and Kat, the Katrina reveal that we want? Do we want those
3: in our neighborhood? No. Uh, the, the spice <laughs> trade was very big in Europe in the 17th and 18th centuries.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, Six-15th. Mexicans and Mexicans <laughs> and blacks are scum. We don't want them here. They're no good. Okay, it's that simple, and that's how most whites feel. And these Christians, yes, they've. The problem is that the seminaries have been gotten to, and they're filled with fags and leftists who are preaching off a Jewish agenda, whether they realize it or not. And so they go out and they train. Religion has always been basically a female thing in America. And they train these women that, oh, you're helping the poor, lowly nigger, just like that girl thought she was helping Shantez. That's kind of the secular academic version. You're going you're gonna to help these people. And you can change a wild animal by talking to it or rubbing some lotion on it. You're going to change it from a wild
2: beast into a fully human.
4: No, it doesn't actually work like that. A thing has a nature, and it it exhibits that nature.
2: It's the universities that have been corrupted. I mean, even if you look at, like, Emerson, uh, he went to Harvard, and he was uh, more or less a Protestant preacher, but he -hmm. he got a good classical education. The worldly Hellens uh, that, that believed in empirically analyzing things uh, and keeping things real and um, coming to accurate observations and so even though he was imbued with a certain amount of otherworldlyism he was fundamentally grounded within our western culture which is worldly and very huh. here and now
4: but but that formerly hardcore Protestant culture that, that valued learning and str- moral strictness gave way over time. It became weaker and weaker and paler and more pastel and finally resulted in gospel, where they're going to save the world with all these goddamn crusades. And that's that's a large part of the mentality that produced the war between the states. And, and that mentality is still with us today and has taken a... The Jews have kind of molded or, or channeled it in this direction that, you know, everybody can get along and... It's just all we need is more money spent on welfare and what have you and everything. But, of course, we know the truth because we've read McDonald, which is that the Jews may say that in public, but what they're really doing is pursuing Jewish ethnic interests that leaves them at the top of the food chain, and leaves us being eaten by the, the niggers and Mexicans they've interposed. And we don't have to put up with that. We don't have to put up with the Jews in our country. They're a minority. We can stomp them. All we've got to do is unite as white people, say, hey, we're not taking any more garbage from you kikes. Bye-bye. highly leveraged
3: is how you often put it highly, highly
4: leveraged yeah extremely there's only a few million of them and, but yet they seem to h- provide half the analysts half the lawyers uh, it, it's, it's like Weimar where they, they controlled the media and the banks and they were at the top of, of all these professions that influence opinion and determine but almost, almost the greater stand. problem
3: now is so many whites have adopted their point of view it's frightening it's absolutely yeah, frightening
4: it, there's massive brainwashing that even attempting to wake people up is difficult and yet we make inroads. We continually draw new people to our forum and to our websites. And and so this, this is how it begins. We have an interest in right. to together and say, we are white people. I don't care, you can call it hate or whatever, but we have our own interests and we're going to fight for them.
2: Okay. Uh, closing comments, anyone? Byron? Well, I, I would just like to say that uh, uh, I think Credo was just uh, grandstanding yeah.
0: and... This is—I mean—it's it, it, just really an attempt at uh, intimidation. And uh, I would like for everybody to uh, buy a copy of *The Line in the Sand*. Uh, go to www.octobersunfilms.com and uh, support us and help us—you uh, know—put out um, put out more movies,
4: media. Yeah, more movies, more papers, more radio, and more internet.
0: I hope uh, Byron will not mind my saying that
3: I know he's got a, a lot of Professor Kevin McDonald's uh, ready to go, and so Byron's going to uh put his well-earned uh, profits back into more media, white media. And I want to see Professor McDonald again more and more. As I've said a number of times, he's the John Locke of, of our revolution, mm-hmm. uh, as John Locke was to the American. And uh, everyone should look at that letter. I'll tell you, Byron, that, that's that's one of the funniest documents I've ever read, that letter from the House <laughs> Council.
0: It is really
3: something. <laughs> Uh, like, well, you you, know, how pervasive he's just so afraid
4: of being called a racist, he's got to distance himself from even. You
3: know, exactly. And in the same way, Pat Buchanan and, and, and Tancredo, they certainly they have their place, and uh, Jared Taylor, but when they drop the mantle in battle, we'll pick it up, and we continue to the next level. Please, everyone who has any kind of skill, you know, Baby Cakes even, uh, she's a southern uh, woman and she's making some audio spots for our, you know, with a traditional southern accent that you just don't even hear these days. Everyone can participate at some level, but for for people with uh, extraordinary uh, access to power and capital, we need your help.
4: Join us. Add your strength to ours.
2: Right. There is definitely a chance there and uh, we need to use it. Uh, or lose it. And right now we see Tancredo, who's, who's the supposedly most conservative and staunch uh, advocate of um, uh, illegal immigration reforms, fold in the face of one movie. It's, 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 it's him in his own words. How do you represent somebody in their own words? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's,
4: out of context, it's him speaking about immigration. And Buyer never pretended that this film in any way represents Tancredo's view. Well, I mean,
0: I mean the, the, this film basically has you know every side of the debate represented, and what uh, I, I think what scares people is that the white nationalist point of view is put forth uh, at length and uh, without comment.
4: Yeah, it's not denounced.
2: Yeah, they're no. used to that editorializing.
4: McDonald explains how the Jews manipulated immigration policy to their advantage, and I provide a little emotional, "Hey, we need to fight back because we're being screwed as a race by racists."
3: No No, There's nothing wrong with being a racist, Alex, as long as you're not a white racist, you see. It's okay to be a Jew racist. It's okay to be a nigger racist. It's okay to be a spick racist.
4: Exactly. And we shouldn't whine for fairness because nature doesn't know any fairness. Nature doesn't know any rights. Nature knows power. And if you're not fighting for power, then it's going to go to someone else who is. And I'm sorry, but whether you're a Christian or not, that's reality.
2: How right, so so many Christians
4: con- need to pull your heads out of your asses and see reality, and and drop this garbage that your fag preachers telling you about everybody's a person, mm-hmm. and you're somehow evil if you acknowledge the general actions of blacks, and try to protect mm-hmm. yourself from self-defense and reason thought. Yeah, those are burn answers. in hell
2: for eternity.
4: What a what a what a, what a
2: Jewish fairy tale that one
3: is.
4: If Christianity's so great, how come Christian countries are so fucked up?
2: Yeah, we want concrete freedom for a concrete people, us.
4: Yeah. Uh, and and that's so how the, it's important to say that that's how the framers saw us. They didn't say it as, any oh, anybody can be an American from anywhere. They believed the opposite of that. They're like, we're basically from British people and a few people from, from Europe, and we're going to preserve this land and this country and this Constitution for our posterity, not for a bunch of niggers from Africa, not for a bunch of Mexicans, but for our people, then, well,
3: interestingly, decade by decade, as they uh, deconstruct uh, well, who let the founding fathers really meant, that'll be their ultimate excuse for throwing it out completely—the First Amendment, the Constitution, and the whole rest of it. Just checking and saying these guys were evil. I mean, they're well on their way to it just now. They're, they're, you're, you're living in you're living in a fantasy world. Do you think when soon America, when your ch- in your children's lives, when it becomes a non-white majority, are are you so gullible to think that they're going to be a Talking about how great Jefferson and Madison and Monroe and, uh, and all the rest of them were. No, no, yeah. no. It's not going to work like that.
4: Race is the only basis from which we can sustain effective opposition to niggers and the Jews who use them, and the Jews who are destroying our country. And you need to recognize the Jews. If you're southern in particular, you need to, you need to read up on the Jewish issue because that is, that's where the rubber hits the road, as I've said. That's where, those are the ones deciding the future of your region and our race.
3: No way out to except through the Jew. That's the, way, that's the one I like. I, I tell you, it, yeah. Byron, you're going you're to cause a lot of uh, psychic consternation because the ten credo hero worship is going to come to a screeching halt. Yeah,
4: I, I think he did you a great service by, by doing that. I think it's great publicity, and it shows you how scared and, and truckling even the people who purport to lead the opposition are. They're scared. We, we are where it is. Yeah. Ineffectual. That simple. And you, you right. listening to this, you need to chip in with us, and you need to help us out. And you'll get if you like what you're what you're hearing now, you'll get more of it when you support us. And that means only right. good There's things for no, your people.
2: Uh, look at guys like Ted Turner, how they started out. We could take this country by storm. We just need the funding and uh, the support from you. So. Throw in what you can and uh, keep listening to Goyfire. You can contact us at info at and also uh, via Skype, a uh, telephone number. You can check our website for that. So until next time, America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbye. <laughs>
1: We want to hear from you. Email your comments to info at com, or leave us a voicemail message at 304
2: 756 8203.
1: Live like chat. 24 7. IRC or Java. Pick
2: your poison. White racialist intercourse. Live and online. V-N-N
1: Live. That's right, live chat for VNN. VNN. dot M-I-N-E dot N-U 1488 slash join number V-N-N. And for you Java folks, HTTP colon double slash V-N-N dot M-I-N-E dot N-U colon 88 slash V-N-N Live. Antis need not apply.
0: Come get some Free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio.